1: Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Everything we've done since training camp is we want to earn the right to be a playoff team. Rich John save! Mike Smith, a game saver! And he got run over by Zach Cassian. He's like one of those top teams, and we're working our way to that level. Connor mcdavid
2: Message today is, we're trying to win. One time score? We are dry, on the right circle. No risk, no game. And now we're going to have a
1: goalie for action. This is NHL overtime. This is Ryan Asian Hopkins. This is, this this is Leon Dreisettles. Carmen Diel from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A. Now, Stopper on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Chad.
2: I'm not necessarily a Beatles guy myself. But could there be a more important message right now than come together? With a human race, man. This is Oilers Now. It's Brendan Escott here. It's all brought to you by Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. No, there was no hockey last night. Tonight... Same story, tomorrow will be the day that things reconvene with the NHL and really across the sporting world after the athletes took it upon themselves to say, hey, we want to take a stand, racial injustice social issues we're trying to stand up for here they took the unprecedented step of not playing last night they will continue that holdout today and then tomorrow it's a triple header as announced by the league today lots coming up on the friday edition of oilers now Uh bit of an emotional day yesterday safe to say Appreciate everybody who was supporting uh, not only the players, you know, but myself personally, just being in this seat. Uh, Everybody else who was offering their own different contributions. Got to appreciate that as well. And I hope to keep those coming today. 780-496-0063. That's the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. The River Cree back up and at it with over 1,350 slot machines and multiple dining options, including the brand new Italia. The River Cree Resort and Casino. Excitement. Bet on it. They present Elliot Friedman coming up at 12.35 today from NHL Hockey on Rogers. Uh, we'll get uh, one of the, the most dialed-in guys in the game to sort of break down what, we, uh, what the messaging was from the players yesterday and uh, what we can expect to see moving forward in terms of whether there will be any change, um, you know, things that we may see on the ice, uh, but just Elliot's vibe for uh, the league's actions yesterday 105 we'll check in with jack michaels from the oilers radio network and then uh, 135 uh, i want to know what's going on with this seattle Kraken situation down in seattle so to do that we are going to check in with andy Ide from uh, 710 espn radio in the pacific uh, northwest there we're going to hear of course about the uh, the up-and-coming hockey team the NHL franchise the Kraken the beautifully branded Kraken uh, but also of course Ethan Bear spent a long time playing in Seattle for the Thunderbirds was he expected to be the kind of player that he was last year for the Edmonton Oilers let's find out from Andy Ide, who as well has a story about a goaltender named Roddy Ross and this is a Bit of a deeper cut, but you know those super familiar with Alberta's hockey scene will remember him. Uh, maybe even as far back as his days in the in the Lloydminster Minor Hockey Association, but more recently with the Camrose Kodiaks, at least for about a half a season, and then they called him right up to the WHL. He ended up getting drafted in the sixth round out of Seattle uh, to the Philadelphia Flyers program in 2019. So we'll we'll uh, go Pacific North, Northwest themed with Andy Ied at 135 5 um, Ashley Fine Floor's text line 780 496 63 Ashley Fine Floors is ready for your kids uh, pregame warm-up we've already got them coming in and there's some some of the same vitriol it would appear to be <laughs> as yesterday so if that's how it's going to be on the text line it's going to be a quiet day on the text line today like let's have an educated conversation that's all I'm asking for. Anyway, I'll uh, climb back back off of my soapbox here. Plenty to get to when our Oilers now audio vault. That's just a minute away. Um, but let's talk about tomorrow's uh, scheduling. So this is the news of this morning. Um, triple header tomorrow starting at 10 o'clock Ched time. Game four between the Bruins and Lightning. Now, Tampa, uh, they came out in game one. Uh, not a performance that they would have liked out of themselves. And then they rebounded with the overtime victory in game two. and a 7-1 throttling of the Bruins in Game 3. So with the Bruins having a couple days to rest up and mull that over, it's going to be a good one tomorrow morning, you got to figure. That sets the table for the Islanders and Philadelphia Flyers. That is Game 3 there. That series deadlocked at a game apiece. 5 o'clock puck drop tomorrow night. And then the lone remaining Canadian team in action, the Vancouver Canucks, Vegas Golden Knights resuming play at 7.45. Ched time as well so let's do this let's uh oh before we move on the 50 50 number supposed to be drawn now <laughs> supposedly for this uh the oilers community foundation uh 50 raffle the winner after they they thought they had it figured out um they got it sorted even more so it's half of 14.1 million dollars and we're waiting on the winning number for that any minute uh, I will give you the website you can go to to keep an eye on this just simply NHL slash Oilers that'll take you to the landing page and then you'll see a pretty big banner and an easy link to find there um, so just uh, I'll be doing the same thing as you looking at Twitter looking at this website and refreshing it as far as that uh, Edmonton Oilers Community Foundation 50-50 number goes but they did say noon today for the announcement on that front. So we'll, uh, we'll try and keep you posted there. Text line. You heard the players. They spoke yesterday. That's what I was sort of waiting to hear, right? Is, is did they make the decision because the pressure came externally that it was a bad look for the league not to have or to have played, excuse me, when there was other holdouts. And then conversely yesterday, were they taking some heat because maybe the move was reactionary when other people would have liked to have seen them have been leaders in that situation? Cody Jansen on the other side of the glass, as he has been all week. Uh, you know, I, I really enjoyed listening to what the players had to say, Cody, and, and it sort of... It maybe added an additional human element to this that was easy to overlook before you heard more of the visceral understanding, um, not only from the players who were speaking, but just in the the droves that were uh, there behind the podium in support of it was Bo Horvat, at least in the West, Bo Horvat, Jason Dickinson, uh, and then Nazem Kadri. Uh, Pierre Edward Belmar and Ryan Reeves as well. So, what, what was your kind of overall take on on what you heard yesterday from the players?
0: I mean, obviously, it's a huge human rights issue. So, it was it was good to see. And you got to tip your hat to the West. I mean, maybe I'm a little bit biased with the Edmonton hub, but if you saw the presentation from the Eastern hub, it was it was fine. But the one in the West was moving. I mean, seeing those players up front speaking, I mean. Just great speeches by Reeves and Caudry to begin with, but then you see all the players behind him, that extra bit of support. It it moves you to a certain extent. That was one of the biggest things for me was you really felt the solidarity with the NHL players, and I, I was really impressed by it.
2: Well, let's go right now into our Oilers Now audio vault, brought to you by Direct Workwear, where safety meets savings in Edmonton, Fort McMurray, and online at directworkwear.com. Let's hear what Ryan Reeves had to say on what this support from his uh, from his peers meant to him yesterday and uh, and today as well.
1: I think if you look around this room, um, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of white athletes in here, and I think that's the statement that's being made right now. Um, you know, it's great that the NBA did this, and the MLB and the WNBA. You know, they have a lot of black players in those leagues, but for you know, all these athletes in here to take a stand and say, you know what, we we see the problem too, and we stand behind you. You know, I go to war with these guys, and I, I hate their guts on the ice, but I couldn't be more proud of these guys. It's uh, you know, the statement that they've made today is is something that's going to last. You know, these two days isn't going to isn't going to fix anything, but. Um, The conversation and the the statement that's been made is very powerful, especially coming from, uh, from this league.
2: The leadership that Ryan Reeves shows—I mean, that's something that if you're if you're looking around, even outside of the context of what's going on right now, like that is to me leadership. He speaks like a leader. He's got the moxie of a leader, but he also understands and articulates these issues very well. So I think he's a tremendous ally uh, for the NHL to have and and a, and a leader in that sense and a representative of the league. Now Reeves also went on to explain why it's important not to play.
1: The message coming from a predominantly white league has a lot bigger impact not bigger impact but it has a very strong impact when it's coming from players like this you know most of these guys have never lived through some of the stuff that black athletes have you know uh, they don't go through those those day-to-day things that they feel that racism or they've they've seen the racism racism or their family's gone through it but for them to say look we see what's going on in society and we, we disagree with it and something has to change right now that that was my message and i think i, I you know i said that standing together here is it's, it's just it's more powerful than anything you can do we're in a bubble there's nothing you can do outside the bubble right now and we can't change anything because we're stuck in here but together in here right now that's that's what we can do
2: that is Ryan Reeves from the Vegas Golden Knights. We're inside the Oilers now audio vault for our friends at Direct Work, where uh, Bo Horvat, captain of the Vancouver Canucks, he's leading the playoffs in goal scoring. Um, I'd have to double check. Is he leading it in points as well or just goal scoring, Cody? I'm not 100% sure on that front, but... I believe just goal scoring. I, I think it is too, yeah, okay. Um, but bottom line, breakout performance in the playoffs, the new dad, the, the leader of an exciting Canucks team, explaining why Thursday, why yesterday, it was the day for nhl players to act
1: no i think just uh, again we we talked about it um in the room this morning and you know we, we really you know obviously realizing the impact it's having on the world and and around the sports communities and obviously you know seeing what was going on with basketball and the mlb and uh and everything that you know we we talked about as a group and then i wanted to go over and talk to uh, to, to ryan and in, in vegas and um, we just all thought it was the, the best course of action and, you know, everything that Brian's has been saying, you know, that we need to come together and obviously this, this stuff, kind of stuff can't stand and, and that we need to educate ourselves and, and, and realize what's going on in the world and, um, you know, I think he's hit the nail right on the head that, you know, there needs to be change and, you know, us being all together here, you know, as one uh, definitely shows, uh, you know, strength in the hockey community
2: as long as well as, you know, in, in the world. Vancouver Canucks captain Bo Horvat. And it sounded yesterday, Cody, like the Canucks were certainly part of, if not the driving force in the teams not playing last night um, or even leading back before that. Did you sort of understand the same way that I did yesterday?
0: Yeah, a lot of the biggest names in hockey media were reporting that Vancouver was very vocal, especially at the top end. Their leaders were very vocal in supporting whatever, you know, the, the Vegas Golden Knights and the rest of the NHL wanted to pursue with this.
2: Let's get one more clip here as we wrap up the Oilers Now Audio Vault brought to you by Direct Workwear where safety meets savings in Edmonton, Fort McMurray and online at directworkwear.com. Uh, Colorado's Nazem Kadri's take on players standing in solidarity with him. Um, I mean, I agree. Uh, just to reiterate, I think this is a big enough statement. Just all these guys sticking together. I've never, you know, I got so much more respect for every single player in this league um, by by doing something like this. And obviously systemic racism, we can use these next couple of days to further educate ourselves and, and try to, you know, for the betterment of society. So, uh, you know, it's something that needed to be done. And, you know, I think hockey's a, a team sport, a team game and, every single one of these guys are, are on the same page and, and stand with each other. So I hope that provides some context. If you listened yesterday and maybe weren't understanding what the players were trying to accomplish or what the messaging was, why they felt it prudent to hold out yesterday and then ultimately today as well. Um, I hope that hearing from them and particularly members of the Hockey Diversity Alliance, that that adds some context to the situation. And, you know, all they, the goal to me is this is a conversation they're trying to keep in the spotlight they're not asking you to do anything other than listen right now that doesn't seem that difficult to me nhl today coming up after we press pause here for the first time on the friday edition of oilers now The song was so ahead of its time that is such a heavy riff get to a couple quick text messages here before NHL today. Uh, Texter says that it's not that nobody cares what athletes think. Of course, everybody's entitled to their viewpoint and opinions. It's just that professional athletes and celebrities come across as overtly disingenuous when talking of social justice issues. When LeBron James tweets, we demand change, sick of it, over the shooting in Kenosha and then takes his ball and goes home Does he honestly believe the Kenosha police wanted this to happen and that police in general, are looking to shoot blacks. At no point has he ever overtly said that. So it's, you know, your interpretation of things is is entirely up to you. LeBron James has donated millions of dollars to inner city schools, opening his own school in inner city Ohio, if I'm not mistaken, uh, to try and help quell the issue uh, to to a level that he can. And the texter goes on to say, where was the NBA, NFL, and Black Lives Matter members in 2015 and 16? when there was a black president, a black attorney general and on and on. In 2016, Colin Kaepernick had a knee down on the field during the national anthem. That's where they were. In 2015, that's when Black Lives Matter started the movement. That's where they were. That just seems like a really um underinformed opinion to have there, although I do appreciate you texting in. Um one more that I wanted to see here from Mike uh, here's my issue says Mike this year has sucked so bad so much negativity so tired of all the changes yes black lives matter yes something needs to be done yes we need to support the players but sports is my one diversion to me to to make me forget all of the stuff going on in the world and for sports to be taken over and postponed because of this it makes me mournful and even more depressed just please let's get back to playing says Mike and again Mike I have No problem with you having that opinion, but based on what I've heard of the players, they want you not to be distracted by sports. They want the social message to be purveyed through them as well so that you aren't taking time away from the issues. So that's that's my understanding. Cody, let's go to NHL today. It's brought to you by Elite Promotional Marketing, your local branded merchandising specialist. Head to ElitePromotionalMarketing.com.
0: Well, some breaking news from this morning, actually. According to George Richards, the NHL's investing in a claim former Florida Panthers general manager and president of Hockey Ops Dale Talon used a racial slur while representing the team. The league did confirm it is actively looking into the matter, but they've not yet made a formal statement. A um, couple of transactions, or reported transactions, looks like oh, the Oilers uh, forward Gaiton Haas is going to start the season in Switzerland with SC Byrne. According to their team CEO, this was in a Swiss media outlet, he said they're currently working. Working out the details right now. And a former Oiler, Rob Shrimp, He's coming out of retirement. Signs a one-year deal in the
2: Latvian Top League with HK Mogo. Rob Shrimp headed to Latvia. Uh, quick rip on, on Gaetan Haas. I mean, I, I liked what he brought to the team. You almost wish he was a couple inches taller and a couple pounds heavier based on the way that he plays. But nevertheless, he was pretty effective out there in his fourth line center role. And I think that if you're talking about sort of the perfect uh, 13th forward situation, Put it this way, if they're able to find a way to to spend some money and get a genuinely productive third-line centre in there, uh, Riley Shan to me, is a great fourth-line centre. If the dollar value is right, shan has got a spot on this team next year because he's such an effective penalty killer, and we saw how valuable that was to this team, but I can also see a situation in in games on some nights, maybe you're playing a quicker-moving team where Gaetan Haas is a better option as your fourth-line centre, and, and again, I say, he showed enough in his ability to to forecheck and and you know put some points on the board. I'd have to, to double check on and I don't think he was too far beyond double digit points, but um, you know there, there's a player there, there's some value there, and they're going to have to continue massaging some cheap production out of a lineup uh, as long as they've got some of these contracts on the books. Now that all being said, stuff from the vacation headquarters tweeting yesterday that he still expects it to be maybe a busier off season on the Oilers front than people are giving credit for right now so um, Gitan Haas starting the season off at SC Baroness as Cody mentioned um, not unique to the Oilers not unique around the league as far as getting some of their European players who had ties over there some ice time in while those seasons are going and then in all likelihood most if not all of these players Philip Broberg included will be back in time for NHL training camp so uh, that is Uh, I guess the latest out of the Oilers camp I'm still waiting on the announcement for this 50-50 by the way Um, looking at the same websites you are and I'm not seeing anything we'll see if we can get you an update after a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell back with our headliner for touchback safety Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey on Rogers Oilers now with Bob Stauffer weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio 630 Chad